Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Catitude. I'm your show host, Michelle Byrne. So, hey, I'm sure just like, you know, all the cat pet parents out there that you have wondered, you know, what in the heck is my cat thinking? And cats are so hard to figure out, so much harder than, say, dogs, you know? Well, my guest today has a way to figure them out. And actually, she speaks to all animals, but especially cats. So stay where you are. We'll be right back after this break. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to welcome Danielle McKinnon. She's an animal communicator and a soul-level intuitive coach. Welcome, Danielle. Hi, Michelle. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you on. Okay, so when I introduced you, I said you're an animal communicator. And I read you know, your bio on your site and some other interesting information about you. And I'm floored. And I find this subject fascinating. What is an animal communicator? It's a good question to start with, because sometimes I tell people this and they think I mean I'm a, a trainer and I'm definitely not a trainer. So an animal communicator is somebody who connects psychically with animals to deliver the information to wherever it needs to go that the animal wants them to have. So I can connect with an animal and ask them how their day is or does their foot hurt or really any question. And they're going to give me the information back in my head. That's my I think probably, you know what, I bet people confuse it with an animal behaviorist, which is more a trainer, and it's not the same thing at all. No, I don't need to have the animal near me at all. I just need to know the name of the animal. I don't need a picture. A person could just say, can you connect with Sophie? And as long as they've given me the name and I have permission, I can connect intuitively with Sophie. Okay, that's wow. I'm like, wow. (laughs) It's a little speechless and that doesn't happen much with me. So how, what, let's say, when did you discover you had this gift? And let me preface that, but I think that we all have gifts. Some are obvious, you know, some people know how to sing or, or write or something else. And some gifts are more hidden and sometimes you never find your gift. But I think of this as a, a gift, like, right? I mean, a talent, what would you say? It's funny because calling it a gift is like one of my 
pet peeves because I don't believe it's a gift. My experience with the animals and with teaching people how to do this is that we are all born with this. We just happen to shut it down. So I spend a lot of time teaching people how to rediscover what's already there. I had to rediscover it myself. I was never able to completely shut it down, even though as a kid, I was really into animals and I could have sworn I knew what they were saying and what they were feeling. But my mother told me that that was not the case and that I was just being too sensitive. (laughs) So when I discovered that this was a real thing was much later after after college when my dog got sick and my husband and I and our vet, we couldn't figure out what was going on. And she'd been in the vet for four days. A friend told me that there was a pet psychic because yep, that's what an animal communicator is, a pet psychic in our town doing actual readings. So I grabbed my dog and I grabbed my science my PhD husband (laughs) and brought them to uh, meet with this pet psychic. And it was what happened in that reading with that guy that made me realize, wait a minute, this stuff is real. And I've been doing it my whole life. I'm not crazy. I'm not different. I'm just doing what's happening in my head as a real thing. This is a real thing. And I kind of embraced my, uh, my abilities at that time. Thank you for explaining that. And sorry to piss you off right in the first couple minutes. <laughs> but I guess, I, you, you know, I feel very strongly too when you think about tapping into your intuition. And it's definitely not something, not all of us have the ability, you're right, to just be able to do it. In your mind, there's so many things that you want. So then to just sit back and say, wait, you know, let me think about what's going to actually happen or learn how to use your intuition is a whole different thing. So how does it work for you? I know that this is also something that you do professionally, but how does it work for you so that you can explain it to people that are listening out there? They're going, this is crazy. This, how do you talk to animals? This makes no sense. Blah, blah. Because there's, you know, there's a lot of black and white people out there yeah. that, you know, it's either yes or no. And actually the world's very gray. So what okay. do you say to those people? Um, I run into many of them, which is totally fine. I married one <laughs> as well. <laughs> so I understand it. He's over time come to realize, oh no, this stuff's actually real. She's really doing this and he's been able to do it himself. So the way that it works is if you look at animals in the wild, they already have this sixth sense. You meet the elephants who can quote unquote detect their elephant friends 500 miles away. You watch the two dogs in the field that are a quarter of a mile away and they're both crouched down. And at the same moment, they're seeing each other. And at the same moment, they happen to spring up at exactly that minute. They're connecting with one another intuitively all the time, every day. That's how animals survive in the universe. That's when you see the the birds all flying in unison. All of these are ways that animals are using their intuition every single minute of every day. We have this when we're born, we shut it down. So what happens is when we're looking to rediscover this, we have to open up again to how the animals are actually sending this information because your cat is sending you intuitive information, whether you're picking it up or not, that is one of the ways that your cat is going to 
communicate with you. So when we learn how to do that, it's amazing. It opens up a whole new avenue in the relationship. So your cat can send you, and it's really all animals, but can send you pictures. That's how it works for me. The cat will send me pictures in my head, can send me sounds, can send me visuals, little movies or quick little pictures. They could send me feelings in my body, emotions, sensations in my body. And they also do a lot of sending me information, kind of like a download that you would get on your phone. You know, when you wake up in the morning, and you're like, oh, my phone updated itself. Animals have the ability to just download a little chunk of information that they want you to have into your head. So learning to do this. And what I do every day is I put myself in a position where I'm open to receiving that information. And I've learned how to grab it when they're sending it to me. Did that make sense? Yes, it does. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Yes, it does. Because I've had experiences myself, not involving animals, but just certain things intuitively that I just knew were going to happen. Yeah. And when I mentioned it was going to happen, here, quick little thing. When we moved six years ago, you know, the house, like most houses, came in the washer dryer. And I just had a feeling something was going to happen with the washing machine. And they were brand new or pretty new, you know, and I thought something's going to happen. I thought I'm not going to touch it because if I just turn it on, my husband's going to go nuts and he's going to blame me. So I told him, I said, can you figure, I, I don't know, did this lame excuse. I said, can you figure it out? It's so complicated. Can you turn it on? And he turns it on and the whole thing flooded. <laughs> and so I said, yep, had a feeling that was going to happen. He looked at me and goes, how in the heck did you know this? I said, I don't know. I just had a feeling. I didn't know anything about the pipes of the of the washing machine or whatever. The pipes had to be blown out. I didn't even know what that was. But I just had this feeling that said, sometimes you just get feelings or, you know, on certain things. And um, so, yeah, so in a very strange situation that happened and it doesn't happen to me much I I can understand what you mean because he was shocked he was just he was just going nuts he goes I don't know how you knew this if you knew this why did you have me turn it on I said I didn't know (laughs) what was going to happen I knew something was going to happen and I was going to get blamed so I knew knew that was going to happen so so what's cool about what you did is there's also non-animal scent psychic data flying by all the time. And you happen to catch one of those, right? It flew by, you captured it, you knew that this was going to happen with the washer and dryer. This is actually why I love working with animals to do this, because they act like the power pill and Pac-Man. They're like, oh, she really needs this information. Let's work extra hard to get it to her. So animals will make it even easier to receive that information. Okay, that's that's great. Um, (laughs) What do you say to people that tell you I, I are that are just just negate you just say, I mean, I, I know we talked a little bit about this before, but people that are just I doubt you get hate bashing. I don't think people would be that nasty in the world today. We have so many different kinds of everything going on. But that are do you ever have any any really just horrible dislike information sent to you from people? Um, on social media, if like one of the videos or whatever goes viral, then it can start to pick up some people are like, you're crazy. Yeah, right. Why are you doing this? You're conning people, that kind of thing. But really, in general, 
a lot, people are very open-minded. The very, very close-minded people, I just have to ignore them, but it's not that many people. Most people, because they love their animals so much, they're interested in learning how they can have a better relationship. What can they do? Is their animal really happy? Does their animal know how much they love them? And so they look at this as an, it's like their curiosity and their love for their animal overrides their skepticism a lot of the time. And for me, I think that's that's really great. They're coming into it from a place of love, even though they have no clue if this would possibly be real or even work. So for me, it kind of works that way. But I, there are definitely people on like my TikTok who, not repeatedly, but they'll be like, what is this video I'm watching? And I'm like, wait, you're a psychic? And then they, they poo-poo it and I just ignore it. There's a lot of nuts on social media. So, (laughs) you know, know, I've been doing digital radio since, uh, what was it, 2010. Wow. I would read some of the comments and I thought, oh, forget it. I'm just not doing this anymore. I thought this is what celebrities probably deal with, but magnified times a bazillion, you know? And so that's how I can akin it to what you um, receive because I don't have a lot of time for social media, although I try. But there's a lot. <laughs> I don't want to say this. Needs- <laughs> there's a lot of idiots out there. Sorry, but you know. And it's safe, right? They can they can stand back and say, you're doing something crazy that I don't understand. And I'm I can safely say you're crazy without putting myself out there at all. Right. They, right. They're not taking a risk. They're just writing a mean comment. It has um, it used to really bother me and I would want to make them happy, but I can't. And if they're not if they're not going to be open minded right now, maybe they'll be at another time in their life. So I don't want to spoil it for them. Yeah. When they when they um grow up or something. Yeah. Or when things shift and they realize, oh my, I love this cat so much. I just really want to know what's up. You know, love drives a lot. (laughs) And we're going to take a short break and we're going to come back and find out how we can, as pet parents, understand our cats a little bit better. So we'll be right back. For those fortunate to have experienced the deep bond and unconditional love of a companion animal, the death that follows can be one of the most difficult and misunderstood losses to go through. Many times, this devastating loss goes unrecognized and trivialized by family and friends, leaving grieving pet parents struggling to find healthy ways to cope with the loss. In And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal for healing the loss of a pet, Dr. Julianne Corbin calls attention to the difficulties unique to the loss of a beloved pet and provides an interactive and compassionate guide to help you process your loss and work towards coming to a place of peace and healing. For those interested in journal therapy and looking for a professionally written and compassionate resource to help understand and reconcile the grief associated with the loss of your pet, this book is for you. And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal by Julianne Corbin is now available for purchase on Amazon and other major book retailers. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. (laughs) 
Welcome back, everyone. We're talking with Danielle McKinnon. She's an animal communicator and a soul level intuitive coach. And we're talking about how to, you know, intuitively understand your pet or how you can, you know, learn to do this. So, Danielle, how can we as pet parents really understand our cats? And cats are hard. Their signals are meek. You know, they're not like dogs, which dogs are easier to read. It's most, not all. But cats are just, you know, they could be a challenge to understand. It's so interesting because since I connect with them intuitively, I don't feel that way at all. In fact, I feel like cats, when I connect with them intuitively, are very clear about their boundaries and what they want and what they don't want. And they have the opportunity now to speak it. They're able to say, well, I don't like when she runs up to me that quickly. I want my space. When you add in the ability for a cat to speak their stuff instead of just reacting in the physical, cats are really, really great communicators. And they're usually very clear about what works for them in their life and what doesn't. Dogs can be very different from that. They're they're good communicators as well, but they focus in a different way. They'll focus on what they want more of in life. And they just have a different outlook from cats. Cats in general are really clear about their boundaries and really clear usually to me about their humans and what their humans could do to make things better for them. Cats are very self-focused. So actually, am I, can I talk about kind of when you have a problem cat, what to do? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I have a problem cat, Charlotte, (laughs) no matter what I do, she poops and and pees wherever she wants. And I have litter boxes and the whole bit. So it's not that. Okay, so yeah. let's say you're you're not a pet psychic and you're not hiring one. <laughs> like you don't have a me and um so you're just trying to figure out why is this problem occurring? What the animals, all animals have shown me is that when there's a challenge like a behavior challenge like your cat, I think you said pooping somewhere. If you step back, there's a message in this for you. So if you step back and look at what you're thinking or feeling about yourself regarding this problem, there's going to be a clue in there about what your pet wants you to understand about it. So for example, my dog would jump up on people whenever people came over. This was at the same time when I was trying to start my business as an animal communicator. And I didn't really feel good about myself as an animal communicator because my dog jumped up on everybody. And I felt like I should be able to tell her psychically to control herself. She kept doing it and kept doing it. And I realized she was doing it as long as I didn't believe in myself. When I started feeling stronger as an animal communicator, and when I started being stronger with her, basically in my energy, in how I related to her, she calmed down and stopped doing that. But I had to look at, wow, when she jumps up on people, I feel like I'm no good at my job. So there was this real emotional thing that was going on for me around the bad behavior. So if we look at your cat, what is the emotional thing that goes on for you around that cat's behavior? Well, I think she doesn't get enough attention. But how do you feel when she does it? When she, what, misbehaves? Yeah. When she does the pooping thing. That oh, didn't I'm, annoyed, the pooping thing? I'm stepping in it. It's sometimes right. This is interesting. It's sometimes right at the front doormat. Like Interesting. Home, so it's kind of like 
I want you to see me. Here it is. And you're going to see me because you're going to actually step in this. Okay. Do you mind if I do just, if I actually just connect with your cat? Wow. No. Okay. <laughs> and what's your cat's name? Charlotte. Charlotte. Okay. So, because I was already starting to connect and I can't, I'm sorry, I can't do it without connecting. <laughs> in in this specific instance, it's easier for me to just connect in. So I totally agree with you that Charlotte wants more attention from you. But what Charlotte shows me is that you're a really, really busy person. And it's hard to get you to slow down in your life and be with her and be calmer and just relax together, which would be healthy for you as well. So she's putting the poop where you'll actually have to deal with it. You can't walk by that poop and ignore it for a few hours. You actually have to deal with it in that moment right there. And that slows you down. She says you're really, really, busy all of the time. It's not just about she needs more attention from you. It's you need more attention from you. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> cool. So the emotions that are going on are you already know I feel guilty. I need to spend more time with her, etc. But what she's showing me is that it's actually a bigger thing and that you're not even giving the time to yourself or her. Did it make sense? Got it. Yes. And and there's a dynamic too, because there's two other cats also. So mm. I think that has um, some play into it besides our relationship. Are you this very busy person as she's describing you to me? Yes, but there's but my spouse is in the household and you know, all the time. I'm busy, yes, all the yes. time. Yeah, she's not talking about your spouse, she's talking about you. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. She doesn't count. <laughs> We're just trying to, like, just before the show, I thought I'm going to try to give her a treat and not have her hiss at me. And so she likes licky treats. And she used to be afraid of them. From my husband, she'll take it from the path. But for me, it's on the floor. And she's very wary, you know. So, um, But just so you know, she's showing me that when you sit down and calm down and you're you're just kind of sitting and allowing, she does much better and she'll take that treat. It's when you're doing it while doing other things and, and kind of like fitting it into the schedule versus actually stopping that she doesn't do so well. And I even see her like she hisses with the teeth show and everything. Yep. So can you try her her solution, which is you sit down, I see you sitting on the floor, your legs are straight out, you're leaning up against a wall, and you have it there, and you're not only giving it two minutes, you're actually sitting there with the tree to allow her to come to you at her pace. I will definitely try that. Okay, it's going to shift going to shift things. So what's happening is the animals are coming up with these behaviors that are affecting us emotionally to make us look at the bigger picture of what's going on for us in our lives. So your cat really has your number here and <laughs> trying to get you to slow down a bit. <laughs> yeah, I try. <laughs> I try, you know, it's um, sometimes it's like juggling balls, but I do try, you know, um, okay, let's talk. Thank you so much for that, by the way. I appreciate it so much. Let's talk about soul level. So okay. what is soul level? So the soul level is actually what we were just talking about. It's this idea that the animals have taught me. You can connect with an animal at the physical level and they'll tell you if their foot hurts. They'll tell you what their bed looks like. They'll tell you about their humans. But 
when you go deeper to the soul level, this is where they're starting to kind of evaluate their humans and figure out what does their human need to grow and evolve. And then they start doing things like what we just saw with Charlotte, where they create these behaviors or these misbehaviors so that we pay attention at a bigger, deeper level. So we actually just, Charlotte just gave us that experience. It's amazing. How can people learn to do this? How can they learn to understand their their pets better? You do teach, I believe. I do teach. Okay. Let's well, and so I have a school where I teach animal communication online. That's always available. But the other thing that they can do is if they start looking at their cat as a teacher, as a mentor, like where everything that their cat does has a bigger deeper meaning to it. The cat's not just swiping at their brother for the sake of it. It's it's at the physical level, yes, but at the soul level, there's a message behind it. There's something to learn about yourself behind that cat swiping that's upsetting you. So if you start to view animals as having something more to say, it actually deepens the relationship quite a bit. And then where I teach my classes, when I'm teaching my classes, we are viewing the animals as as if they're our teachers, as if they have a bigger picture view of the world that we're still trying to access. Quite incredible. I just think that it's very effective for pet parents, especially for cat pet parents, because I guess once you're able to connect with your cat better and they'll communicate with you better, you learn so much more. But cats, when you're just looking at them face level without trying to be, you know, learn being more intuitive with them, they're hard to read. Yes. Yeah, it's definitely for cat parents to learn how to communicate intuitively with them is a lifesaver. Because a lot of cats don't have that many expressions at the physical level. It's kind of like, do it my way, give me some space, I'm all set, pet me. (laughs) You know, they kind of stick to their main four or five expressions. When we get in there and realize, wait, that's not four or five expressions. There's so much more to them. They're not always saying, hey, do it my way. They actually have a lot more than that. Intuition really opens things up. And I feel like it makes the life for both the person and the cat way better. I totally agree. I mean, it just makes you both more compatible and yeah. and there's less problems on the, you know, the cat pet parents side from, you know, your cat trying to tell you this is what I need. This is what I want. And then the cat feels better. Yeah. So hey, It makes everybody happier. Yeah. Everyone's happy. Happy family. Whenever you have happy cats. I wonder what happens when this just flew into my head. So sorry. It's out of left <laughs> field, whatever they call it. So what if you have a lot of cats? One of our show hosts, I don't know if she still does, but she had 19 at one time. Wow. So (laughs) what it actually means is that that person, because I believe there's a soul agreement between the cat and the person and that cat agreed at the soul level to come and help that person grow and evolve. So it simply means that that show host made 19 of those agreements with cats to get a lot of extra help in this lifetime. Wow. I don't know if she still does, but I do the line at five, two or outside because that's their preference. So, okay. Well, I'm going to definitely pay more attention and see what I can learn from my cats. Where can people find out more about you, Daniel, for as far as for, you know, to take your course? And I know you've also written a few books. 
Yeah. My website is daniellemckinnon.com, M-A-C-K. Although I think you can find it if you type in MC. And that's where my school is. And that's where my videos are. And I have a YouTube channel hooked to that that talks a lot about how to connect with animals. And uh, my books, you can get my books through my website. It'll direct you to the bookstores and Amazon where the books are. Wonderful. Danielle, thank you so much for coming on Catitude and sharing your wisdom. This has been such a fun show. I appreciate it so much. And I am going to follow your advice with Charlotte for sure. And um, I'll let you know what happens. So thank you again for coming on Catitude. Thank you for having me. I hope you guys enjoyed this show. I thought it was incredible. I learned so much from Danielle, and I can't wait to learn more from my cat crew, especially Charlotte, but also, of course, Molly and Dennis and Sammy and Jethro, and of course, little Nikki the dog. So um, thanks, my fur babe crew. Thanks to my guest, Danielle McKinnon, for coming on Catitude. Thanks to everyone listening to Catitude. Oh, I appreciate it so much. There's so many great shows. If you just started listening, we go back to 2017. There's a lot of different shows. So, you know, go ahead and explore. The best place would be PetLifeRadio.com. So thank you, Catitude listening audience. I appreciate you so much. And of course... This wouldn't be possible without the genius of my producer, Mark Winter. So thank you, Mark Winter, for making my guest and myself sound amazing, which results in just an amazing program for all of you captured listeners. So, and hey, remember to always lose the attitude and have attitude. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.